0: Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Right reasons, right
1: reasons, here with you, girl, for all the right reasons. Right
0: reasons, right reasons, here with you, girl, for all the right reasons. I'm the best of bet, and I'm rapping to you poolside, here to find true love. One Although we've I'm come to the end of the road, I'm eyes with me, I just like, can't. Yeah. Let I'm, let up can't. I'm up here. Can I'm up here. Can and you're. Let, let, let no listen to me. I, I'm gonna do the low part. Okay. No, uh, I'm gonna be up here. Can you can come in and like. Can. All right. You ready. All right. I just can't. can't. <laughs> Welcome to Rose Buddies, everybody. I'm Griffin McElroy.
1: I'm Rachel McElroy.
0: Oh, you know what the time it is. It's time for before the final bottle. I can't. H-E-B, why do you seal these super waters up so much? They're like golden pirate treasure. You want me to do it? I'm using my shirt. Come on, baby. Oh,
1: I got it, got it, got it. Hey, welcome back. He was opening a bottle of Super Water Zero. I don't want there to be any question about that satisfied noise he made.
0: People love to hear the... Oh, they love that <laughs> shit. Um, welcome back to Austin, Texas.
1: Sorry for this late edition. I was out of town.
0: I was going to apologize, too, but... I'm going to go ahead and let you take the brunt of this one, I yeah. think.
1: Uh, I work at a community college that was on spring break, so I was able to go home and see my family and watch this with Dave and Linda and my friend Ariel.
0: Uh, we got some exciting Dave and Linda uh, thoughts, reactions, hot reactions, but dang, yeah. this is it. This is our first finale episode mm-hmm. ever. Um
1: Finale episode and After the Final Rose. And After Rose. the
0: Final Rose. Uh Just like opening thoughts, I thought was a fucking club banger of a finale. Maybe the best one I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, probably the best finale ever to exist in this.
0: We talk so much about the manipulation that goes on in this television program.
1: Of the viewer. Of the well, viewers. Of every, every, but...
0: every organism involved in the process. Do you think
1: Griffin and I would be experts because we have seen so many of these seasons, but every time we fall for well, it. Well,
0: that's, I, I don't say every time. I'm saying this episode in particular was a fucking masterpiece of, it was. of manipulation. It
1: was. I started out feeling one way at the beginning of the episode, left feeling totally different.
0: Setting the stage, we have been on like literally go back and listen episode one we're like oh Lauren B is gonna win uh I think well back then we probably actually were like still probably team Olivia and we were like Lace is probably gonna be the bad girl of it and like some of that was off um but Lauren B definitely was gonna gonna be the winner and that was like so obvious really early on in the season and in the in the uh, the final the midnight hour six minutes to midnight uh Jojo comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden, like yeah. I during this finale I start thinking, Oh my god, Jojo might win and then I think, Oh my god, I want Jojo to win. I know. Which is fucked up. Like every episode of this show, I've talked about like, oh, him and Lauren B are like actually kind of cute and I'm kind of like actually weirdly feeling it.
1: I felt almost nothing for JoJo prior to this episode. Like Let's, last episode was, was a kind of turning point for her.
0: There were two, there were two sort of linchpins in JoJo becoming like separating herself from the pack and becoming like an actual, I mean, the next bachelorette, like, that's, we'll get to that later, but, like, I would not have been crazy about that, except for these two moments. The first was Pig Date, Water Pigs, where she was, like, actually, like, hey, I get it. Like, it's tough doing this television show, and, like, parted the kimono a bit. I was down with that. But also, when he said, I love you, t- back to her, and, like, her look of genuine yeah. surprise was like, oh damn, JoJo, I like you, I think.
1: If it's not clear, Lauren B. did win.
0: Lauren B. won. Uh, and we're gonna do a deep dive. Yes. Just, like, let's set the stage. Lauren B. won. The game of the Bachelor, <laughs> yeah. if you can call it that, the
1: Neil Lane Diamond.
0: Um, no, let's do this. Let's just get into it. Let's get into the, the the business. You you've taken a lot of notes here.
1: Yeah, I took five pages of notes, just if you guys were wondering how much work goes into this. It's you, five uh, pages worth.
0: Looks like, and you watched it with your friend Ariel, and you watched it partly with your with your with David and Linda.
1: Yeah, Ariel's a listener of the show. She's also active in the Facebook group, so it was it was a joy to watch with her. Um, but yeah. So we did. Cut. She get did
0: she get nasty like our friends get nasty? She say like nasty like. Mm, look at her.
1: her I mean, toes. most most of that was led by my mom, to be honest. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, but for those that have never seen the show, they they make it like a live event. So the yes. the episode started with Chris Harrison in front of a live studio audience gathered to watch the finale together. Knowing that at the end of the episode, immediately after, Ben will come out, the loser will come out, the winner will come out, everybody will talk on the couch.
0: And then they announce the Bachelor, or next Bachelor, next Bachelor.
1: But this episode had a twist, because there was Pastor Cam...
0: Holy shit, they kept, what, Kenny? Is that a Denny. Denny, Denny Kenny, the good Reverend Denny Kenny. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't Denny Kenny. This fucking dude, they kept cutting to him for reaction shots for things that they did not need to cut to Ben's home, like, hometown pastor to react. To. It
1: was Denny Wilson. Okay. And. If you may recall, on Women Tell All, Ben was like, "I would get married tomorrow, immediately." Everybody that produces that show started running around town, putting yeah. together this. Let's do an on-site. Get somebody, get, somebody
0: get Denny Kinney on the on the <laughs> Reverend phone. Um, yeah, it was done. like you the whole time you're like, "So we no. know,
1: we know as an audience that Denny is there to perform an on-site immediate wedding, should it be requested." But apparently, Bachelor Ben did not know that that was coming
0: as an option or he sold it really well um yeah, I don't but know. yeah that yeah no that was probably the, <laughs> the only I would call it a misplay of this episode of The Bachelor because the rest of the stuff I was like kind of fooled by but this was like no they're no they're not going <laughs> they
1: to kept cutting to him though even like, over and even over. getting rid
0: of the intent of the newly engaged. This show is not going to throw away the opportunity to do another fucking two hour long special on somebody's wedding. The, the 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 producers wouldn't let this happen. I will
1: say though that every time they cut to Denny, he was like ankle deep in a in a Bible. He passage. Was, oh
0: yeah, he's getting deep <laughs> in that Second <laughs> Corinthians, just like brushing up. What I loved was there was one reaction shot where they announced who the Bachelorette was, and like the crowd went wild. <laughs> know, you saw to that Denny. too. We rewound it and watched it in slow motion. <laughs> Could it cut to Denny like still Bible in hand, just like yay, yay, um. <laughs> yeah, so yes, they set that up in the live environment, but like obviously not. I I actually think the uh, one of the structural issues with this show is the first half of the finale. And and they got around some of that in this particular finale, which is why it was one of my favorites, but usually it's the most boring fucking episode ever because the only interesting thing happens at the end when he breaks somebody's heart and gets engaged to the other person. Well, they meet the parents. They meet the parents, but That's like That's interesting. I guess it's kind of interesting, but, like, it's it's kind of just the same shit that they do in hometowns, and the parents are usually just kind of ambivalent and, like, don't lean either way about it. Like, very rarely are the parents over, like, you got to go with this one and not this one. Um So, like, that, I mean, it's the same thing every year, and then they go on a date, and that's, like, it. Like, it's not an especially—I need a gimmick for an episode. Most episodes have at least one gimmick, and the only gimmick at this one is, like, somebody gets— like that episode of the Simpsons you where need Lisa Need a doctor
1: love to come back. Retest these two. Yeah. Find out if they are in fact compatible.
0: Yeah. Um I was I was like the only gimmick is the like you remember the Lisa Simpson where she the episode where it's Valentine's Day and Ralph, uh, Wiggum? Ralph Wiggum falls in love with her and then yeah. like there's the bit where like he she rips his like literally rips his heart out um like that's that was what we got this time we usually get that most episodes but that's like the the rest of the time i don't know i think it's kind of boring but there's some really interesting stuff going on in the Mm. dates just based on the just how much that l war was getting flung let's get
1: to it let's get to it okay 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 uh so we're still in jamaica we cut to the ladies both wearing cutoffs uh and what's that like like jean shorts like like daisy dukes some would call them
0: i just call them jean jean shorts or uh women's jort.
1: Well, they're called cutoffs because they were formerly jeans and now they have been cut off from their pants
0: prison. (laughs) Do you call jeans like full, still full on, still full ons, (laughs) non, non cuts, uh, uncircumcised jeans.
1: So Lauren tells us, the viewer, uh, that the moment that Ben said, I love you changed my life. And Jojo says, me too, mine
0: too, definitely mine too. Jojo
1: says to us, you know, him saying it made me more confident. And suddenly we're realizing, like, they're really gonna play up the fact that he is in love with both these women and it is gonna be every moment of this episode. Somebody
0: in the group, uh, the Rose Buddies Facebook group, which you should absolutely be in because, uh, it's wonderful. Um, somebody said, uh, hey, can somebody remind me, uh, how many women Ben is in love with? <laughs> I'm not a it's not, they haven't made it explicitly clear.
1: Uh, and then we see Ben going to his mom and dad who have flown out to Jamaica. Mm uh and it's tight as
0: fuck i didn't even think about that that's a. I know it's a nice trip i, I want to have a kid on the bachelor that like makes it that far and be like taking some trips to places well i guess except for chris souls is like their trip was like out to the barn
1: yeah but then your child would have to be on the bachelor
0: who cares man their personal brand is probably going to explode <laughs> their brand
1: that's what every parent wants for their child
0: a good personal brand yeah absolutely <laughs>
1: Uh, so Ben's talking to his parents and he's saying, I'm in love with two women uh, and the mom and dad are understandably surprised about that and that's when lauren shows up with a big bouquet of flowers to meet the fam.
0: <laughs> Both brought weird flowers. Both women brought some weird flowers. It's like a thing,
1: flowers. you bring something.
0: Yeah, but this these are some weird flowers. Yeah. Um brought some flowers. Um I'll be 100% honest, during the parents meetings, I was eating El Pollo Regio, our favorite nearby chicken restaurant. I was partying on a couple drumsticks. Um and okay. I was more focused on the chicken meat. That yeah. I was consuming, mm-hmm. that spicy chicken meat. Mm-hmm. I used some of that green salsa.
1: Oh, that's spicy. It's
0: spicy, but I was feeling dangerous. So I didn't necessarily pay attention to this part of the show.
1: Uh, at my parents' house, just in case you were curious, my mom had a large bottle of Skinny Girl margaritas, which is She a, loves that stuff. Yeah, a real housewife tip, uh, 90 calories Holy shit. Drink, so not bad. And some popcorn. Mm. And then my friend Ariel brought some Sour Patch Kids-
0: Hell yes, Ariel, from I
1: downtown. I know.
0: We were at the wrong... We should have switched parties. That all sounds like my jam. Um We had <laughs> cookie cake made by Steffi, and for my friends, I brought Lick ice cream. Got that fucking goat cheese thyme and honey, and I got that olive oil and sea salt caramel.
1: Sounds good. <laughs>
0: that was a slam dunk noise. Anyway, what were we talking um,
1: about? Um... So, Lauren is talking to the parents. Uh, the dad says, you know, I see a, a twinkle in Ben's eye when he talks about you.
0: He's pregnant. I is that what that, isn't that that what that means, traditionally? <laughs> no. Well, you never hear, like, there were, he, you were just a twinkle in their eye?
1: No. you Well, okay.
0: I guess it's more of a figure of speech, right? Because the eyeball is not typically involved in the conception process oh, man. really at all.
1: We got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um... So Lauren does the thing that both women are expected to do, which is she just pours her heart out, says how much in love with Ben she is. The dad gives a very lobotomized, "Well, thank you."
0: Wait, he says, "Thank you" in response to yeah, just
1: just totally (laughs) vacant expression. Says, "Well, thank you."
0: Do you think that's like when you like ask me to like put my shoes in the in the front door closet, and I'm like, um, and I I just say like. Thank you to that because I wasn't really listening to what you were saying.
1: <laughs> it, it was more like he had really prepared himself for what was going to happen that day and had no emotional reaction.
0: If that was my kid and said, I've told two women that I love you yeah. and I'm bringing them both to this mm-hmm. house to meet you today, He's like a poker player. my reaction would be like, well, fuck, no, don't do. No, Ben, don't do that.
1: Well, and that's the thing because the parents do ask. They say, Ben, do these women know that you're in love with both of them? ben says no so the parents i would have stood i would have all left. day or yeah. just like stone-faced like i'm you, maybe he likes you too ben, i, don't I know. love you
0: so much yeah. you're my beautiful son and you've got you, uh, you've got a beautiful sort of glow about you but you've goofed this up desperately my boy yeah my boy no i thought i taught you better than this my son child
1: uh and then lauren's talking to the mom and uh Talking about how Ben is, is perfect and too good to be true. And that's when Ben's mom says, have you, have you seen his darker side though? Do you miss that? that I,
0: I was so deep into my, my poultry adventure that I completely <laughs> missed out like, on this dope line. She's like,
1: have you seen Ben's side where he's like really critical and hard on himself? Um, I
0: mean, dude does call himself unlovable, which is dumb.
1: And then Lauren, ever the problem solver says, uh, I have a little bit. How can I help him? Like, how great is that? It's good stuff. It's like when an interviewer asks you for your weakness, you're supposed to reveal it and then immediately say how you work to overcome it. That's mm-hmm. exactly what she did. Or the you moment. say,
0: "Not, let's. I want to talk about your weakness, Gregory." And then you like turn that shit on. You don't. That's like no. the number one. thing. It's like, no. where do you see yourself in five years? It's like in the, in your seat interviewing somebody else, Gregory. <laughs> I'm coming for your ass, Gregory. <laughs> And then you take their candy dish that's on the table and you throw it against the wall as hard as you possibly can. You
1: should tell our audience the last time that you interviewed for a job. Oh,
0: fuck. It was for Chris and Joystick fucking
1: eight years ago? Uh, like 2000... 2007,
0: 2007 yeah. probably?
1: Which back then, yeah, you, you did. You you turned it, was it on. was nine years ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: Jesus. But yeah, I did that. <laughs> I took... I took Chris Grant. Chris Grant and just built a chair. And I just just fucking took it and I bashed it on him. Well no, I slowly disassembled it. <laughs> which is even more imposing because the whole time he's like, Stop stop, stop,
1: stop, stop. Please, stop, please. Stop. Stop it. Uh but the mom responds to Lauren's question says, you know, he can get dark sometimes. You have to help walk him through the hard times. Uh which She keeps alluding to this suggestion that there are a lot of hard times that need to be prepared for, which makes me think there's a darker past in, in Ben's history than we know about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You think, what do you think? Like, so, like he's on some Dexter shit? Like he's pulling the wings off flies or what Well, does
1: he have siblings that just haven't been on the show? Do we know anything? I don't
0: know. I mean, if they did, they would have been in last year's hometowns, right? He went to home. no, they didn't do, they didn't do hometowns in Caitlyn's season, did they? Remember, cause they jump they jumped something. They skipped something. She sent two—they did something last year where they—maybe they they, they sent—she got down to final two for Hometowns, is what it was.
1: Yeah, so Ben didn't
0: make ben it. Ben didn't make Hometowns. So we don't know that. I don't know. There's yeah. probably There's probably a couple Higgins that's out there. Although, if they were, they would have been at this thing, I think. I think he might be an only—an only child.
1: Um, so—, so- I, You're an
0: only child, too. I'm not saying only childs are, like— <laughs> Like inherently twisted. Or something.
1: No, I'm suggesting maybe there's like a, a sibling with an issue that hasn't been uncovered yet. And that's the dark times that his mom seems to keep worrying about. But anyway, after they meet both the girls, they talk to Ben. They say, you know, either one is great. I can't believe you haven't figured it out yet. How it- could
0: you fuck this up this badly? <laughs> I can't. This has been the worst, most uncomfortable day of my entire life. I can't believe you would put me through this. You're supposed to be my loving son.
1: Now, this is where I'll insert some Dave and Linda feedback. Oh,
0: please do. Do an impression of your parents while you say their words.
1: Okay, well.
0: Do an impression of your parents as you say their words. Uh, There's a new segment on the show called Rachel does an impression of her parents as she says their words. Please, please go ahead.
1: Okay, Uh, just some backstory. So my parents have never watched the show before and they could not fathom that Ben was in love with two women at the same time. And the had heart not wants, decided. Heart what it wants.
0: The heart has four ventricles. So if, I think you got enough room in there to love four women at once.
1: So after Ben talks to the parents and he's like so in, undecided, my mom says, quote, as Dr. Phil says, he hasn't reached the dedicated stage. He's in lust. That's probably true, Linda.
0: <laughs> She's, that was, by the way, it was, that was, I got <laughs> chills from how good that impression was.
1: So JoJo has flowers. JoJo seems... JoJo brought
0: those flowers in a weird-ass conch shell. Yeah, like a
1: little shell of wicker. I don't know.
0: Anyway, sorry. Uh,
1: So she is talking about how they've had moments together that she'll never forget, and she's very, very nervous, which seemed even more nervous than Lauren B. Well,
0: yeah. I think maybe JoJo knew she was in second place. I don't know how... I don't know how she would know that except for like her interactions with Lauren B. You saw it, you remember that time where the, that one woman, uh, who made up the shit about Lauren B. Um, what was her name? Leah? Leah. Leah made up the shit about Lauren B. Said that she was like different in the house than she was around Ben. Um, and then it, there was that scene where, <laughs> that scene, that part, uh, where, uh, Lauren B was like crying in her bed and there were all these women like around her, like reassuring her, like, Oh, babe, don't worry about it. You, your relationship with him is so great. I felt like that was sort of Im- emblematic of the other women in the house re- recognizing like, you're the, don't worry. You're the front runner. Yeah. Like you're the wifey. Like don't, don't even worry about it. You're yeah. still going to win this thing. I feel like that's probably like that happened. That has to happen. That has to happen. Like, well,
1: yeah. And JoJo seems. Just more hip to the
0: fact that she's got real competition. JoJo seemed very cognizant of like yeah. the way the show works more than any other mm-hmm. woman. That's why I, I actually really liked that about her, even before like she won me over as uh, a, a, a final two. Um Like I really liked that JoJo. I really like an audience surrogate. We talked about this before, but Michael Gagliardi. Gag- 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 G- he was one of the brothers. Michael.
1: Oh, Stagliano.
0: Stagliano. Not Gagliano. <laughs> Michael Stagliano, he was, I only saw him on Bachelor Pad, but what was really great about him is he would be like, so this is how the Bachelor works, right? <laughs> yeah, got, I know. Like, he would get like a fucking super mad. Tanner
1: I, was kind of like that on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Jojo shows up, um, and, uh, then they, they, they start exchanging this like weird anecdote about the Hoover Dam and, and they're kind of laughing and they're like, well, we didn't really get to see it. It was Jojo and Ben, and then the mom was like, oh, uh, too much cuddle time? There was this weird...
0: A weird sexual energy (laughs) about Mrs. Higgins.
1: Yeah, well, Jojo just came out, and they were real familiar and touchy-feely, like, more so than Lauren was.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's the... Yeah, that was true the entire season.
1: Well, yeah, and then... and. And I think the parents notice that because later they say Lauren B. They ca- they call her very polished, which makes me think like, oh okay, like they recognize like more Lauren- shady.
0: That's some they're throwing out some tea.
1: A little bit, yeah, a, a lot, bit. a
0: lot, a bit, Mo- most of the bit.
1: But Jojo, this is when I started to think that Jojo was the front runner because Jojo goes off to talk to the dad and gets very emotional and just how much she loves Ben. And how much she cares about him, and and jo- or Ben's dad says, you know, you, I I can tell by your emotion, you know, how much you feel for him, and I really appreciate that. Um, and then the mom talks to JoJo, and JoJo talks about how she feels so safe with Ben, and the mom is like, you know, that is so funny. He said the exact same thing about you, and she seems so like tickled yeah. by that, and so like. Like, these two are really on the same page.
0: Um. There's also some things that we're not going to even be able to talk about because this show is, for the most part, superbly edited. Like, an, an, an edit in this show can, like, make you think. I, I feel like that was maybe half of it. It's just, like, the editing and the music, the way that they do this, the soundtracking of this show, like, it can psychologically make you think, like, this is, they have a love theme. Yeah, and, only, and usually only one woman gets that love theme, and that's how you know, like, oh, this is real. Um, and- I
1: also just full confession: on my way to St. Louis, I got a like an Us Weekly, mm. and in it there were no spoilers, but they said that Ben's parents preferred one of the women, and that is how Ben picked. So when I was watching the show, oh, interesting! I had a, like an extra reserve in my head of oh. Well, they like JoJo better. It must be JoJo. But how the
0: fuck can you trust Us Weekly after they let us down the primrose path?
1: I know. On another thing.
0: Anyway, okay. Um, talking Um Speaking of JoJo, because I wanted to bring this up before we forgot it. There was a lot of... So we talked last week about how uh, at their waterfall date, or I can't remember what they were doing, but she was wearing a bathing suit, and they did that weird Weta Works, DreamWorks, CGI, Pixar blur on the side of her breast. I um, never
1: noticed those things. I did not even see that. How did you not? No, maybe because I'm looking at her face. Uh,
0: no, no, <laughs> I'm gonna call horse apples on that because they the the blur job is so bad. It, they just put a big opaque like purple circle on her. It looks like she has like an just like a an M&M on her chest. Like it's so bad. And they did that this week too. Of just like she was wearing a low cut. You didn't see that she was wearing like a low cut V-neck thing where you could see like an iota of bosom and they blurred that shit out and that is even more, it's like unnecessary bleeping how you can make something seem so much worse than it actually is. Like, this shirt you're wearing, this tank top you're wearing now, like, they would blur that out on JoJo and it's like, why are you, that's, that's like, not even Big Bang Theory amount of... (laughs) big bang theory i think that's something they do i'm talking about like daytime (laughs) like the view if barbara walters was wearing a low-cut shirt like this this that's what i'm talking about like i feel like they do that shit on the bachelor all the time like with the the unnecessary blur to make it seem like way more scandalous than it is because they did that to uh uh Jillian jillian last year where like anytime a fleck of butt skin was exposed they would blur out her entire ass and be like and then somebody else would be like, I could see inside her asshole. And it's like, you probably couldn't, but that's like, that's like a weird thing that they do in this show. I don't understand. Like, it's gross. And I guess like, I'm talking about it now. So in that sense, it's a successful like <laughs> way of generating drama, but they did, the JoJo got that treatment like, and nobody else this season did.
1: That's true. That's true. And she, it wasn't even like she ever dressed particularly
0: scandalous. No. No, absolutely not. I, I think I the point I was trying to make is that the blur job was so bad. And I think it's bad on purpose to like make sure that you notice that and then subconsciously think like, hmm, she's wearing a sexy little get up. Like she's not. She's wearing a bathing suit that like every other person there is wearing. But whatever. Where
1: can I get the uncensored version of this episode?
0: Right. <laughs> Where can I get the TV PG version of this episode? Because right now it's like Y7 for animated violence. <laughs>
1: Um, the only other thing I'll say about the parents is that um Ben's dad says, you know, that Jojo, quote, went there with questions before I did, seeming to suggest like, like, Jojo was such a stellar candidate that she anticipated everything I was going to ask yeah. and, and was ahead of it. Um And then the mom says, I won't be disappointed with either. I'm super, super proud of you, at which which point I have a Dave quote. Uh Impression uh, please. I've got to do a Dave impression. I'd be so angry at this guy if he was
0: my son. I need that I need that Bronx accent.
1: I can't do it. I need that
0: rumble in the Bronx. Give it to me.
1: You do it. I read it already. It's that line.
0: Your handwriting is I
1: just said it out loud, if you were listening. Um
0: i I'd be so angry at that guy if he was my son,
1: oh my God, that doesn't so like him at all. <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> all
0: right, okay. fine, anyway, I'd be so angry at that guy if he was my son. that's n- literally zero percent what your dad sounds like.
1: I think I was the closest uh I have another I have another Linda quote,
0: oh yeah. <laughs> It's pretty good.
1: Okay. Um Linda said
0: Jesus Linda.
1: Quote
0: <laughs> it's, you gotta do it now.
1: I know. Linda said quote, He's gonna ask his dad to sleep with both of them and help him decide. Put that in your podcast.
0: <laughs> what a dark idea. What a twisted idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and that is not the only time that my mom would say something clever and then ask me to put in the podcast. Excellent. <laughs> uh, after this, we cut to the live pastor cam and the studio audience. As,
0: after Linda said that, the pastor heard <laughs> it and nodded his head. Mm, yes.
1: Uh, and then uh, we go back and Ben is on a boat and LB or Lauren B, not LB.
0: LB is a different one.
1: Lauren motors out for their last date.
0: Um, on this boat, on some, let's go ahead and call it, like, fucking deep impact level choppy ass waters. What's with the water in the boats these, this season? Like, every time they get on a boat to go on a date, it looks like they're (laughs) doing, like, white squall cosplay or something. That
1: you're working on, like, a Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal with boat
0: water? (laughs) How was my, how was that? That was a good ass Seinfeld impression.
1: You are incredible. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um and this is a very awkward date this is another reason at least it seemed like an awkward date and it's another reason i thought jojo might win because they are on the boat the two of them and they are kind of quiet and ben is not very responsive and she's asking him if he's stressed yeah.
0: i think the awkwardness came from the fact that they very lightly touched on the fact that he had very serious feelings apparently for jojo as well but they didn't like really dive into it they didn't like get as deep into it as him and jojo got because jojo and him got the deepest into it and i think that was probably why like that date was either going to be awkward or it was going to be very sad yeah and i feel like she probably would prefer the awkward version
1: well and ben also says ben's like you know it's just been so perfect so far and and he tells us the viewer maybe at this point or later he says, you know, we Lauren and I haven't really struggled. We haven't really been tested. Like she JoJo. hasn't seen
0: my dark ass side. Yeah. My very 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 <laughs> dark side.
1: When I was trying to figure out when were him and Jojo tested, and I guess it was the letter from Chad yeah. and the brothers.
0: So there was a really funny edit when he was talking about like the merits of both of these women when and uh, towards the end right before he um picked picked his his winner uh, and he was like JoJo and I, you know, we've been through some stuff together. And this clip they showed when he said that exact line was the part where the helicopter landed on the rooftop and knocked over their bottle of champagne. <laughs> it was like, we've been through the shit, man. We had that <laughs> bottle of champagne, and I'm just going to drink it and transform into fun bin that we all got to see so many times this season. But then a helicopter came and took my booze away, and that was really hard for us. Do you
1: think that's why it was so awkward was that Ben was more sober on these Jamaica dates than he had ever been before? Because his parents were around and he wanted to.
0: It's hard to say. I'm the most sober I've ever been recording this podcast right now. Yeah, and it is making it more. I'm more careful with my words and actions. So maybe that was it. I don't know.
1: Um. So, so they have the date on the boat, and then they have the second half of their date. Um, and the second half of their date. For both Lauren and JoJo is just like in a hotel room with a plate of dessert. And they're just talking. And Lauren is emotional. And Ben is like, yeah, I left confused today. There's just so much I can yeah. never imagined. And, and Lauren's talking about how when they fell in love, that was the best day of her life. And I've never been more sure about something in my whole life. And Ben... Instead of kind of reassuring her, says, "No matter what happens, you made me a better person." And there was just this kind of yeah. Chaotic, her reaction
0: like, to that was like somebody just like punched her in yeah. the butt. Like she was she was not expecting that response and not especially happy about yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's only after he leaves that she's like, "I'm scared he's in love with JoJo too," and she's like, "And tonight was the last time." maybe that i heard ben say he loved me like she seemed really like yeah. i don't know anything anymore sure yeah uh and then it's jojo state uh also they... on a boat right
0: i can't remember what they i don't, I don't remember oh no,
1: no no they they got on like a little four-wheeler vehicle
0: that's right. They went to another waterfall, didn't they? Cause there was a thing where he jumped yes. out of, he jumped into a body of water that she had just jumped in. And I was like, Oh, he just broke her neck. Like he definitely just landed right on her neck in the water. Definitely. Did you
1: see the, the local Rastafarian man that was chasing them in the four wheeler and was like, welcome.
0: He yelled, he yelled, <laughs> welcome, Irie.
1: I don't think he and said,
0: he did, uh, he did.
1: He said Irie. He
0: did. And,
1: and this is where Jojo talks about how she. Could see where Ben's characteristics came from after meeting his family. Yeah, and there, and that's when they started throwing the word "babe" around a lot. Babe, babe,
0: babe! I landed, I broke your neck, babe. Landing on you in the water. Sorry. They get to
1: the blue hole, and she's like, "Babe, this blue hole we're about to swim in, babe, babe,
0: babe. You jumped on my spine, babe."
1: And Jojo tells the camera, "This is the best relationship I've ever been in."
0: Compared to Chad, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess Chad so. seemed like a great a ding dinger.
1: Um, and this is where Jojo starts to be really, like, practical, and really, like, an exceptional communicator, I would say.
0: Twice in this episode, when they first, like, ran into each other, they, like, hugged real hard, and, uh, Ben goes, oh, your heart, because he can, like, feel her heart racing.
1: Oh, I missed that.
0: He does it twice, uh, which is, like, again, like, I see that, and I'm like, aww.
1: Um, and Jojo says, when I was talking to your mom, this came up about where we see our life going together, and... You know, I am in Dallas, and you're in Denver, and I just want you to know that I'll do whatever it takes. Um and, and she can sense that Ben is being kind of weird. And she's like, so you feel good about this? And Ben is quiet. And JoJo goes, oh, God. <laughs> like, she just yeah. knows, like, something horrible is happening. And then Ben goes, well, I mean, you probably know what this is. And Jojo immediately goes. There's two people, and you're confused. Like those two are so insane. I know. This is when I was like, Jojo wins this thing. Like they know each other so well. But but but
0: but are they in sync, or is this just more of Jojo just knowing how the fucking game works? Like every every everything we saw. Like yeah, it was it was they they became much more familiar, and I you became much more invested in the relationship. I think a lot of like the vulnerability that we got out of JoJo, which is, like, another thing that's really refreshing in these shows is somebody, like, showing actual emotion that you consider to be genuine. I think a lot of that also comes from JoJo, like, realizing how the show works and that she's, like, in second place still. Yeah. Yeah, but I just... I don't don't want that to be a knock. I actually think that's great. It's, like, the thing I actually like the most about JoJo. And it actually made it the saddest when she didn't win, but...
1: So they go back to the hotel for the dessert plate and they talk more. And Jojo is like, you know what? What are your concerns? Like, tell me what your concerns are. And Ben's like, I don't have one. Uh, at which point I have a Dave quote. Uh, this is going to be your whole life. <laughs> Good point, Dave. (laughs) Because Ben could not decide on anything the entire episode. Yeah. Like, everything was just like, well, I I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, well, let's do this. And, you know, and so JoJo's like, I need something from you. And they go into the bathroom to have, like, their bathroom chat.
0: Bathroom chat was rough to watch and hear.
1: Yeah. And this was teased a lot on the episode but it's it's the two of them in the bathroom the doors closed but we can still hear because they're miked and jojo's you know ben is saying i'm in love with you you know i'm sitting here on the bathroom floor and jojo says but you love her too and ben says yes and then jojo says but you told her that too and ben says yes so now jojo knows everything yeah it is all all out on the table and Jojo starts telling the camera, this goes back to our, our theory that she was a mistress. Uh, cause she's like, I feel like I'm always competing and I just don't want to be competing anymore. And this is when I was just like, I was team Jojo all the way. Oh my God. I was so team I Jojo. Know. Well,
0: especially cause after he said like, yes, I'm in love with her. And yes, I told her that. And he's like, don't, well, don't get, and she's like, well, no, I feel foolish. I feel like the, I feel like an idiot because like if you take into account, if you really view Jojo for, through the lens of this, like, student of the show you realize that when <clears throat> god this is like i'm just now thinking about this right now if you think about her that way when he told her i'm in love with you more so than lauren b i would argue she probably went i just won the best yeah. like yeah. i just well, that was won. her
1: face that was her reaction on her face was like not only like i'm so happy but also like this never happens right
0: i was i at first i was just considering that surprise to be like uh, the kind of surprise you get when you hear somebody say, I love you. But knowing, like, no. knowing, like, thinking, she knows so much about this me. show. She knows how it works. She knows yeah. the the meta of it. Yeah. For her to hear that, she was probably like, it's me. And so to find out that this, another woman probably had that, that was, that was genuinely devastating.
1: Yeah. Uh and and so then they, pretty soon after they part, they just had this gut-wrenching conversation on the bathroom floor, and then he goes, and that's it. That's how they leave things. Yeah. And then Ben goes straight to Neil Lane.
0: Old old Neil Lane. For diamond time. 140-year-old <laughs> Neil Lane, whose skin has been softened <laughs> and brightened with a, a, a new sort of synthetic diamond cream, and you rub it. Into your skin, and your skin is just you become full of diamonds, like that one Bond villain.
1: <laughs> he so Neil Lane none
0: of that skin is his original skin. He bought new skin for himself uh, with his diamond money. It's 24 karat skin. 24 carat, 30-year-old skin. He bought that skin off a 30-year-old man.
1: <laughs> um
0: that man has no more skin, but he does have a boat <laughs> and a bunch of rings. <laughs>
1: Um, for those that don't watch the show or this is their first season, Neil Lane
0: is a, finale. Ne- is a necromancer and a skin collector and a diamond haver. He has many of them.
1: Um, Neil Lane shows up on the finale every season with a tray of diamond rings to be selected.
0: And a tool he uses to take just a little bit of skin from The Bachelor. Just like, <laughs> don't, you don't miss an opportunity like that.
1: <laughs> um, and so Neil Lane shows up. Let's talk about Neil Lane's
0: <laughs> tray of, of tricks. Cause he does. He always brings. Like a tray rings. of rings. I have this theory in my mind. Cause I realized it watching yesterday. I think there's fewer rings each time. And I'm worried about Neil and his business. <laughs> I know he's the ring slinger to the stars and that's great. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's just like he, the older he gets, the more he has to focus on the skin stuff, but, um, There were, like, five fucking rings that he brought. When I picked out your engagement ring, I looked at... I I was in that store for maybe two hours, and I looked at every fucking ring they had on the shelf. They had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of rings, and catalogs full of thousands of rings that I could have also ordered off. So probably a combined total of, like, 3,000 rings, and then I picked your one from that. This dude's like, you got five, go for it. 20% chance. I mean, they're all huge. I think they look like... This is gonna... I've said stuff like this in the past, and he you think I'm... Like, I'm every year. I'm trying to justify, like, the size of the ring I bought you, which I think is a nice, a fine ring. I know you hate it. Uh, no, you don't. You like I it. I love it. Yeah, it's a good ring. But it's not like these fucking keychain-sized rings <laughs> that Neil Lane has. I feel like that shit looks stupid.
1: When we watch it, and the giant... These giant uh, Five rocks. pound rings will come on screen. Griffin will be like, I mean, that's too big, right? Like, that's, that's probably too big. Isn't Is that it? not, okay,
0: that, but that's not how you, <laughs> you see a ring with like a fucking Super Bowl ring sized single gemstone and it's the crust. It's like, I think that shit looks terrible. like the crust, the crust. They like encrust the rest of the ring with just like all diamonds so that you're just wearing a billion diamonds on your finger with one gigantic diamond on top of it. Like that shit. It just looks like a ring pop, a juicy jewel of flavor. I just don't get it. I don't think that that stuff looks good. But apparently, I'm the only person in the world. That <laughs> what thinks do you want that, me to say? You you think that looks good? You think that big old diamond looks good?
1: I mean, I wouldn't wear it, but I don't think it looks bad. Okay. I mean, I think it's it's you know it's, it's shiny.
0: <laughs> you um. imagine <laughs> having that on your finger though all the time. All the fucking time. And then also having to worry about you have a fucking quarter million dollar thing on your finger all the time. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems impractical. and be the
1: worst. Shut (laughs) up. Um, So, Neil Lane typically comes and he asks kind of leading questions of the person – In the chair, of like, tell me about the person you're going to propose to. And this is when Ben unnecessarily but entertainingly lays his cards out. And when Neil is like, "Tell me about her. What kind of person is
0: she?" Ben, she has blondish, brownish hair. (laughs) Ben
1: goes silent, and then Neil goes, "Oh, have you have you picked yet?" (laughs) And that's when Ben's like, "Well, I'm in love with two women. You know, because that's yeah this this this
0: was the this was his sort of mental." Like terminus of like you got a really quick like flat series of flashbacks of him. Yeah, like, they did like a montage him. because this was this was when he reveals I have picked someone. Um, which like the way that they've edited the, the teasers for this, you didn't actually know whether or not he was gonna end up with somebody because he kept talking about how fucking conflicted he was. Yeah, but then he revealed to Neil Lane, "Yes, I have chosen somebody. I love them both, but there's one." Who I'm fully in love with. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, and that I couldn't imagine my life without. Okay, great. Hey, hey, Ben, do you, what does love mean, dog? Cause you're like, <laughs> I love you, but I could do without you. Really? Yeah. I, lo- I love you, but I could live without you. Oh, oh c- cool. <laughs> Listen, JoJo, I want you to know something. I love you, but I could die. <laughs> I, could, you know, I could do without you. <laughs> you know i do love you though what the fuck are you talking about it now i'm just that makes me that's crazy
1: it's like how i love the tv show scandal but if it went off the air i'd be okay
0: sounds like you like the tv show scandal
1: i mean i watch every episode isn't that love
0: it's just like (laughs) that's the one fucking word that you reserve for the most of the thing and to say that you love both of the women, but one of them more, then you didn't love the other one. Yeah, that's easy. That's yeah. an easy one. I love you, but you got to bounce, and I'm probably gonna be okay with that. Eh, you know, eh. and the way that they interacted on the, the after the final rose, which we'll get to, was like, I'm not so sure because you were like basically, it's just like. Yeah, oh yeah! She, the, after the
1: final rose was brutal because all of a sudden he had to act like, oh, well, uh, you know, yeah, well you know, JoJo. Uh,
0: it was like she was an old neighbor of his or something like that that like used to bring over like extra spaghetti when she made it,
1: like or like his date to the middle school dance. Like, yeah, like,
0: like oh. uh, yeah, I brought her to cotillion. <laughs> anyway,
1: uh, so we go straight to the women getting ready in their fancy dresses. Uh, and I hated
0: I have I literally never have a dog in this race. Hated JoJo's dress. Look like a pr- look like a look like a prom dress.
1: Somebody on Twitter said JoJo was really dressing for the job she wanted, which I liked. What does that mean? Oh, just because she was so sparkly and like glamorous, yeah. It, there was like a suggestion, like she is dressing for the winning, for the winning. Yeah, moment. I guess so.
0: I guess that makes sense. It, I don't know
1: because Lauren's dress, while also beautiful, was much like less sparkly, like more understated. Yeah. Whereas
0: JoJo came out like full spangle. Yeah. Didn't um, love it. Didn't love it. Didn't love it.
1: And so this is when Ben tells us, because he's standing out in the spot in Jamaica where he is going to potentially propose. And he's looking at the camera and he says, I told this woman I love her, but I love somebody else more. And I know and you know and anyone that watches a show knows that the first person to get out of the car or helicopter is the one that's being eliminated. Yep.
0: Um, he also brought up, I'm about to, I'm also about to ask somebody to marry me, and I love somebody else. Yeah. He was, like, even conflicted about who Mm -hmm. the winner was, even though he had obviously picked who the winner was going to be. Um, and then what do we see? Stepping out of that helicopter, but a a spangly, bright pink. Joe. Uh, as soon as that happened, literally four people in the room we were watching it with, which is a much smaller group than we usually do because a lot of folks are out of town, like four of us were like, this is going to suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh no. Yeah. Oh, darn.
1: You know what? Sean Lowe, uh, from a previous season that we love so much, he tweeted, Hey, just a heads up. If you're getting out of the car or helicopter before sunset,
0: you're yeah. not the winner. Something about that, up too. It's like high, <laughs> it was like high noon. It yeah. was like, well, maybe they shot the other woman at, like, 8 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, no bud.
1: Uh, and this is, this is another moment where Ben, I think, really fell down. Because the understanding is whoever is about to be proposed to gives, like, a little speech about how much they care about you. Yeah. And if you are trying to save that person some energy and face, you, you stop, stop them. them right away. Although you say, don't give me the speech because I have bad news. That is
0: not... So that happens more on The Bachelorette, because on The Bachelorette, the, we had a long talk about uh, the, what is worse. Let's talk about this, because you weren't there. What's worse? The Bachelor, where the, the Bachelor is the, the one guy, and then the two final women pour their heart out, and they either get a proposal or they don't, or in Juan Pablo season, they just get covered in a layer of slime either way. Um, but you either get that proposal or you don't. Uh, or The Bachelorette, where the t- final two contestants usually propose... The Bachelorette,
1: and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because the men do the physical move of
0: getting down on one I, knee. I, yes. And they both have to pick out Neil M- 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 Lang rings, yeah. which... it's you-
1: It's because you can't play it off. Like, with The Bachelor, the lady, after she gives her speech didn't have to move just stands there stands
0: there and awaits her judgment but
1: the man has to start to go on one knee and almost every time the lady will grab his hands and keep him from doing it and that's when so that is more con- that
0: that that mercy killing that Rachel just described is way more common on the bachelorette cuz yeah. they, they do not want to get proposed to yeah, twice yeah like don't
1: open that box
0: don't like no put it back in your fucking pocket yeah um i don't i don't actually think it's that common for the for on on the bachelor for them to like stop and be like stop you're embarrassing yourself like no that doesn't have a very <laughs> they, often.
1: Should, they should though Absolutely, because JoJo JoJo. Jo- jo- here's some notes from JoJo's speech that she gives.
0: These speeches, by the way, because again, this is our first season, we should lay this out. It's like it's like vows. It's like the amount of work I imagine that you and I put into like preparing and practicing and writing our vows. Like this is it. This is the final tribal council. You're like <laughs> this is like your plea, and this yeah. is like what you spend days working on yeah. because you want to fucking crush it and you want to prove that you are a, a an, an eloquent thinker and writer and speaker. Uh, in front of a national television audience. Uh, I can't imagine how fucking terrifying that must be.
1: Yeah, well, and plus, and 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 you'll see, and I didn't write her whole speech down word for word, but a few things she said is, is, she's like, Ben, you told me love isn't supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be worth it. And she tells him that he's become her best friend. And then she says, I love you and I trust you and I'm never going to run from this.
0: When she said, I trust you, I was I like, oh, Heartbreaker. dang. Heartbreaker.
1: Because she was telling us, the viewer, before she got out there of like, I really don't want to be blindsided. And I don't think Ben would do that to me. And he let her get through that whole speech yeah. before he gave his butt speech. Which is the butt
0: speech. The dude. butt speech. He, oh, the axe man. He buried that butt, didn't he? He was yeah, like, he, he like he went d- for a while. He, I spent this whole time not thinking I was going to find love yeah. and not wondering, not, and I was And he so, said,
1: with you, it was real always. And I found love with you.
0: Was. He used what. Actually, for me, the, the was came before yeah. the butt, And he was like, it was always real. I was like, hey, uh oh.
1: And he says, I found love with you, but I found it with somebody else more.
0: And then she was like, who? No, just kidding. It's Laramie.
1: And then JoJo's upset. And Ben says, I like, I still don't question that I do love you. Like, he's telling her. He did not
0: back off that shit like, no. at all.
1: And and she's like, where did it all go wrong? And Ben says, it never did. Uh, and JoJo says, I trusted you. And Ben says, my feelings haven't changed. I fell in love with two people. And it's just like. Ben, pretend at yeah. least like like you realized oh, I actually wasn't in love with you or something. This He
0: was the saw man here. Was just like <laughs> yeah, very no. slowly and no. very painfully no, like, like... sweet rah, 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 release rah, of an axe. This yeah. was a saw. Um, yeah, it was bad. It was bad stuff. It was as bad as I thought it was going to be. And, it, and what was bad about it is that JoJo didn't like break down in hysterics instantly and just like no. fall to pieces and she didn't do the... Um, she
1: wasn't like Real angry. She
0: didn't do the. Who was that on Juan Pablo's season that came in second? Claire. Claire, you had to remind me of her name earlier today. I yeah. just can't keep that one locked in my head. But Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo sucks. We've talked about him before. Um. But the woman that he sent home was the woman who he told in a helicopter, "I love fucking you." Yeah. Uh. And but she still like hung in there. And then yeah. she he sent her home, and she was like, "Fuck you, you're garbage."
1: Yeah. Like like you're a terrible father, or like I would never want you around. Yeah. Any, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. then get
0: that. We got a very much like. It was, again, like, sh- like I can't believe, like, disbelief is what it was. Like, oh, my God. Like, well,
1: and JoJo tells, like, when she gets in the limo, she's like, you know, I was getting my heart broken, and I still didn't want to see him cry.
0: ooh like, <laughs> JoJo.
1: She, she just, like, she's a classy lady. And ben- a very classy
0: lady. I, I, and let's eulogize her for just a second. Like, I, I haven't, I haven't, I really liked Caitlin, right? Because she was, like, a funny person. Like, genuinely, a, a person who I actually laughed at. And above the caliber of humor that this show usually brings to the table. Like, she was doing some stuff that I thought was really funny. JoJo I liked for a reason I have never, like, really liked a contestant before. Of just, uh, there was a little bit of that audience surrogate stuff, but... There was also like an authenticity to it that
1: you're saying this though. But did you really like her before last no. week?
0: <laughs> yeah, before last week, I I did. Starting from Water Pig Date, I, I I started to become a JoJo fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of the work did get done in the past two episodes. Yeah, which again is like a testament to how like great this finale was. They took a story they've been working on the whole season and then made you think that that story wasn't going to happen. I know. Um, in a way that wasn't like. Cheap at all. It was it was genuinely very, very manipulative and gross, but like very well done.
1: Yeah. And so Ben tells us the viewer, he's like, you know, I don't deserve Jojo. You know, whenever things got tough for me, who would be the first to sit down next to me? He Seems really broken up. And then we cut back to the studio what? audience. Yeah. <laughs> and the studio audience is like awkwardly clapping because they know the camera is back on Fucking
0: Terry, 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 Gary. What's his name?
1: Denny. Danny
0: Kenny is just shaking his head. Ben no.
1: Ben no. Ben
0: no. Um,
1: and then, and then we come back and Ben says, I could have married Jojo
0: and been really
1: happy. <laughs> like, how does Lauren watch that episode? I, I
0: know. I wondered that basically the whole time. Um. Which is always something you think about, like, you, people get engaged at the end of these the, the, these seasons usually. How do you, the fiancé, not go back and watch the other stuff and be like, hey, remember that episode where you had sex with two other women? Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Hey, cool, 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 cool stuff. <laughs>
1: um, and this is the phone call. This is when the phone call happens that we know is coming. I
0: want to set a timetable from him saying sending JoJo home, her in tears, him saying... I, I love this person, and I don't doubt that, and she was always the first person there, and how de- devastated he was. Commercial break, say maybe, what, like two and a half minutes, about the length of a commercial break? Then this phone call happens. Which was probably about like four minutes. We'll say six and a half minutes from the devastation to the thing that happens after the phone call. But let's talk about the phone call. I just want to set a timetable because it was one of the craziest well, fucking things I've ever seen. It's not
1: real time though. It's just, doesn't TV matter. It was show. real time for
0: us as the viewer. It was some fucking emotional whiplash.
1: Uh, so Ben makes the phone call. And at this point, I had guessed, I don't know if you would guess, but you know that he's calling Lauren's dad. Yeah, sure. Right?
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, they made it very clear, like, from the moment he said he made his decision, it's like, "Okay, well, he's not going to call back the woman he sends home. He's not going to call somebody else. He's, you know."
1: I thought maybe he was going to call JoJo's brothers and be like, "Hey, I'm hey, sorry."
0: Hey, the Axeman always pays his debts.
1: Click. <laughs> uh, the
0: Axeman remembers.
1: He calls Lauren's dad. He says, "Hey, hey, Mister Bushnell, I love your daughter a lot, and I'm really going to try and make her the happiest person ever, or something." And then the dad says, "Yes." You know, you you have my blessing, you have our family's blessing, you know, we've thought about this moment and we're just so happy. Uh, and Ben gets off the phone. And then Ben makes a move that I'm guessing Griffin wants to talk about. After it's the phone. It's not so call. much a
0: move as much as it is a fucking full blown <laughs> e- ejaculatory Ric Flair. Woo! A full-blown fucking... Uh, uh, air punch. It was There was an air punch. It was a straight-up Howard Dean. Yeah! Literally, I just... I can't... I sent her home, and it's just like, I love her. and It's just like, I can't believe it. Beat, beat, beat. Woo! Yeah! Full-blown Super Mario 64 triple jump. Like, Yahoo! I did it! Um. what would he have done
1: if Lauren's dad was like, no, sir, I can't give you my blessing.
0: No! <laughs> and
1: then he just slowly head down like good grief style walks off camera. Like, well, I guess it's not gonna happen. I
0: was checking to see if Lauren Bushnell is related to Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Atari, and the creator of Chuck E. Cheese.
1: I was thinking of Candace Bushnell, who I think wrote the Sex and the City
0: stuff. Oh, I don't know. Either way. What a power family.
1: Uh, so then Lauren gives
0: Woo! R- Broke a woman's heart. Extra good.
1: Lauren gives her speech. Uh, here are some of the things I wrote down. Um, that was the last first kiss I ever wanted to have. You're the person I want to spend my whole life with. You're my person. Um, and then Ben says, uh... Woo. Lauren, I never want to say goodbye to you. And that's when she knows that he's going to propose.
0: Maybe. Here, let me try. Let me, <laughs> let me, no, let me try out an alt-universe. I never want to say goodbye to you. But there's someone I don't want to say goodbye <laughs> to. To less. Le- less or more. I had not, <laughs> I'm not sure. It was a confusing sentence. Anyway, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, Mr. Bushnell? We're even. Woo! <laughs> no marriages for me. I got no strings to hold me down. That'd be a fun season finale, wouldn't it? Just like since both of them home, like, <laughs> ah ha ha, here I go to Jamaica, gonna hit well, a that bar. That was the up. big thing. Get with some strange.
1: Brad Womack, his first season, he didn't propose to either of them. And then he was vilified, apparently. And but then, then they, he
0: was given a second chance. And
1: then they let him come back a second time.
0: How'd it work out the second time?
1: I think it was him and Emily. And
0: That didn't go great either.
1: No, Emily broke up with him after the final rose.
0: And then she married the race car driver? Who died? Or, wait, was he a race car driver?
1: Emily's whole story with The Bachelor started after the race car okay. driver. That was her, like, her entry. It was like, I have this tragic story and this daughter. I'm sorry.
0: I just, I just Siri'd tragic story. <laughs> and she said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about your tragic story. <laughs> hey, hey Siri? Hey, Griffin. Woo! Okay, I didn't think so. Maybe
1: she's still working on the tragic story narrative.
0: Yeah, probably. And when
1: you wooed, she's like, oh yeah, I didn't think so.
0: Okay, then yeah, (laughs) that's exactly how I reacted last night watching The Bachelor. That was the same amount of time. Anyway, uh, so they get
1: Yeah, they they have these cute little love moments where they talk to the the camera, they call each other fiancé. I'm your
0: your person, Yeah, yeah, I am
1: and then it's after the final rose so chris is out there chris calls ben out um and this is when ben starts talking a lot about his stomach hurting <laughs> just yeah. like over and over again cuz chris is like um you know so how did it feel to be in love with two people and how was it watching it back and he just kept saying like oh man you know it made my stomach hurt
0: chris Harris was trying to collect on this idea of him being in love with two women and that the whole time you're watching it having this question in your mind of like, well, fuck, like he's gonna have to deal with this when he's like really engaged to one of these two women. Yeah, that he was in love with two of the women. And and Chris Harrison was like, yeah, I'm gonna really put the irons to him uh, based on that. And the fucking axe man, though, cuts off his own arm to get out of that bear trap. <laughs> well, it'd be his leg if it was a bear trap. Unless I don't know, maybe the bear trap is on a wall and he just poked it anyway.
1: Um, And so Chris asked Ben what we're all wondering, which is like, how did you make up your mind? And Ben says, Well actually it was a conversation that you and I had, Chris. And then we realized as a viewer we got ripped out Nothing. of out of seeing that convo. Which like what the fuck, guys? I would've loved to see that convo. I would
0: have loved to see any fucking convo with Chris Harrison.
1: But Chris said, apparently Chris told Ben, is there somebody here you can't picture life without? And that's how Ben was like immediately was like, It's Lauren. Like, okay, it has to be but Lauren. that's
0: let me just go ahead and say I love Chris Harrison. I really like Ben. See what I did there? Cause I actually love Chris Harrison. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine my life without Chris Harrison. Well,
1: you don't throw love around like Ben does. Right.
0: B- ben, I like a lot. I love the way he does stuff as a person. When he'll be gone now and that'll be sad. He'll come back for his wedding special if he makes it that far. And now I'll be excited to see him again. But I, I, I can live without him. Yes. I can. I don't, I'm not crazy about the idea, but I can live without him. Chris Harrison can't. He gets love. Ben gets like, um, forgot what I was going to say. It happens sometimes. You were talking
1: about how you loved Chris Harrison.
0: Yeah, but I, I was, there was a point to it that I, oh, I love Chris Harrison, but the idea of who can't you live without and base your decision on that, that's not exactly the fucking wisdom of Solomon, as much as it is like a baseline level of like understanding the deepest level of human interaction you can have. That's like the number one, like sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, can you live without him? Yeah. Okay. Well then there's your answer.
1: How'd you decide you wanted to marry me?
0: I actually had a phone call with Chris Harrison. And he was like, Let me, let's walk through this. And that's what the book The Perfect Letter was. Is that the name of the book? Yes. That's what it's all about. You wouldn't know because you haven't read it.
1: And you have?
0: I don't have to read it. I, I lived it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, so it's Chris and Ben on the couch. Ben knows it's coming. We all know it's coming. Jojo is going to walk out. Don't call Jojo an it. Well, the it I'm referring to is the standard return of the, the quote, Jilted lover. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. But, like, again, I mentioned this earlier, their interactions were exceedingly civil. Not Mm -hmm. just civil, but, like, placid. There was no, like, there was no tension between them, like, literally at all. Which I think probably makes sense because of the big surprise.
1: Yeah. So, Chris... Uh, ask her how it was watching it. And Jojo's really honest and says, you know, it helped me to see how hard it was for you. Uh, and then Ben says, I want what's best for you forever. And, you know, a piece of my life is now gone. And this wasn't your fault. It wasn't my fault. And Jojo, you can tell is just kind of upset, you know, but she's like holding it together. And then Chris says, you told her you loved her. You still do? Question mark. And this is when Ben starts to like pull back in a big way. He's like, Oh, I, I moved on. You know, I'm right now. I'm, I'm committed to one person, you know, and, and, and that's part of my past. Uh, and, and all of a sudden you can see Jojo like, Oh, this is, this is horrible. This all looks no, but I mean, horrible. but that is
0: actually a good indicator. So what's the just like rough, give me a rough estimate. How many, how many relationships make it to? Even the after the final rose. Cause this is like a few months out from when they actually film the finale. Cause they have to like keep their shit discreet for a while. And then how many of these relationships even like last a year? How many even make it to like the wedding? I feel like you, uh, there have been a couple after the final roses where it's like, oh yeah, we split up.
1: I feel like 80% make it to the after the final rose.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but sometimes you can kind of see some hedging when they talk about weddings and next steps.
0: You remember Ben and Courtney? Like they were yeah. like, are you guys still together? And their answer was literally, I don't know.
1: And like, uh, yeah. Courtney and Ben and Brad and Emily were that way too. Yeah. Um, it's it's not unusual. Juan Pablo and Nikki seemed like they were oh, not going to make it.
0: Yeah. Because Chris Anderson was like, "Have you told her that you love her yet?" Like,
1: nope. And then I would say most of them. I mean, clearly, most of them drop off. Like, only like maybe four or five couples. We've gotten
0: four or five, counting Marcus. Marcus and
1: uh, in like twenty plus seasons. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah. And Tanner and Jade. you know, We have two married couples who came out of fucking Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, those don't really count as much, though, because they're not like the traditional format.
0: I think they count. You're saying that Tanner and Jade don't count just because they didn't meet on the fucking Bachelor Prime? That their love doesn't count? Hey, sorry, Marcus and the woman. Hey, sorry. Rachel- Marcus and Lacey. Hey, Marcus and Lacey. Hey, Jade and Tanner. Sorry. Your love doesn't count. Because you weren't on the main series.
1: I'm saying they don't count in the traditional success rate. Sense of love,
0: yeah, no. (laughs) Marriage should be between a man and a woman who met on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, but fuck Bachelor in Pad and Bachelor in Paradise. That's what traditional marriage should be. That's what you're saying. That's what you just said? That is what you said. You said that out loud.
1: Um. Okay, so JoJo says, watching back the show, I could see that you guys were really hitting it off from day one. You know, and I'm good friends with Lauren. She's amazing. And, and she says, you know, your relationship with her moved faster. And, uh, and the only question she has for Ben is the question we already heard the answer to, which was, what was the deciding factor? And that's where Ben says, you know, I couldn't picture my life without Lauren. And he says, you'll always be a part of my past, which
0: was like rough, pretty rough cool. stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, that sandwich that I ate yesterday and then pooped out this morning that is also going to be a part of my past forever because that's how time works
1: (laughs) well then you're saving
0: that time i went to to dollywood and i got pink eye from the log flume that's always going to be a part of my past because of time is that true i don't want to talk about it what were you doing to the log flume writing it writing the log flume into the log and the water got in my face Well, pink eye is usually because you
1: rub your hands in your eyes, not like water. Or you get
0: some stink-ass Dollywood water up in there. Did
1: anyone else get pink eye for the log flume?
0: Just me. I think it was delicate. You know what? It may have been from another thing. Now you bring it up. Never really gone CSI on this. (laughs) Never really gotten a fucking uh, uh, viral pathologist on the case, but yeah, I think it may have been from something else.
1: Is that why you'll never ride log flumes again?
0: Well, log flume water is the dirtiest water that there is. Like, you fucking go on that shit in, like, Camden Park... In Huntington, West Virginia, and you ride the lava flume there, and a fucking Doritos bag like washes up and splashes (laughs) in your face. Two condoms like get on your ears, and it makes it look like some sort of droopy (laughs) elf situation.
1: Uh, And this is when Chris Harrison is going to announce the bachelorette. JoJo is still on stage with Ben, and Chris Harrison starts off now for your next bachelorette. She is a woman.
0: He stands up. He stands up and like addresses the camera. Uh like he's turned his back on on Ben and Jojo as though like he is about to introduce some like B-roll or something.
1: Yeah. And then and then he first says she is a woman, which I just thought was kind of a funny (laughs) lead-in. Like like we were gonna get like the real the real very slow build. (laughs) She is a woman. She has two hands and two feet. She has hair, eyes, nose, and a mouth.
0: Her name has two letters in it, but they're in there a couple times.
1: (laughs) Uh, And when they announce it's JoJo, they immediately cut to the pastor.
0: Yeah, and the pastor's, (laughs) 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 What? Woo! So, let's unpack this. Uh... Just because I, I want to go into a, a history of like this thing, because we mentioned last week, like I can't believe they didn't announce the, yeah. who the winner was. We all know who the Bachelorette is. We know who it is. We're there were
1: multiple spoilers online lots saying of post, it was
0: Kayla. Lots of people posting it in the group. I guess I think it stemmed from. So have we talked about Reality Steve? It's a guy, Reality Steve, whose whole thing is he has a knack for. Uh, I don't know if he does like the investigation stuff himself. He probably does some of it, but a lot of it is just like reliance on social media. Uh because they shoot a lot of this stuff out in the wild, they shoot this show out in the wild, and so they see it, and then he sort of deduces like what week it took place, and then uses that to put together a timeline of who gets sent home wire just from deduction um and he usually predicts the winner um and i've I've gotten pretty good about like just staying off of it during the season. Um, but these rumors about Kayla being the next Bachelorette all circulated, all stemmed from him because uh, there were somebody put up these pictures on Twitter of them shooting Kayla after she she'd been kicked off. Yeah,
1: the show. like her in a gazebo, like right. out in her hometown. So, like
0: Us Weekly ran with it, like a bunch of a bunch of the bloates were were writing mm-hmm. writing up stories about Kayla being the next Bachelorette. Um, uh, and so obviously when they announced JoJo, it was like, well, wait, what the fuck happened? Was that just a f- false flag situation? Like, how could they do that? Um, and so I, I went to Reality RealityC's website and he wrote up a thing where he said that apparently Kayla found out that she was not going to be doing it this past Thursday, uh, i.e. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days before the, they announced it was going to be JoJo. Um. That
1: explains, because when they filmed The Women Tell All, which I imagine happened at least a few weeks ago. Yeah. They were kind of making it seem like she was. Yeah, absolutely. The they gave her,
0: they gave her time in the chair. Yeah. They had, like, well, she had also been the, she was third place, <laughs> so she'd just gone home, so they're going to focus most of the attention on them. Um, but also like the whole fucking season, we thought it was going to be Kayla. Yeah. We joked about how she was engineered to be this. Like, I said that in the last episode. She was engineered to be the next bachelorette. Of course. Like, and then when they, when us weekly like ran that, a bunch of people in the Facebook group like posted it.
1: Yeah, and I was uh, like, hey, no spoilers here, guys. It, I'm going to keep this off of our page.
0: Yeah. Um And so according to Reality Steve, like Thursday, Kayla finds out, like, it's not going to be you. And she is upset by this, uh, according to his sources, like, which, like, yes, because which she probably. Which means
1: they had one episode to make JoJo the favorite. I mean, at least, like, one dedicated episode of, like. We are really going to make the audience pull for JoJo. But there
0: had to be stuff. There had to be stuff throughout the season that people are already rooting for, or else why? Why would they go put in the effort?
1: I just think Griffin and I were watching this in different locations, and while I watched JoJo on this last episode, I literally texted him, "I hope she's the Bachelorette," because they had worked me so hard I that worked episode. Worked you into a
0: rich lather, yeah.
1: I was like, all of a sudden, I not only like JoJo, I want to watch a whole additional season with yes. her as the star. Yes. In one episode.
0: And they did it. And it's then they, incredible. and then they delivered on it. Yeah, no, it's fucking amazing. Like I felt like a dummy after they pulled it off because like they had manipulated my desire and then they had created a desire yeah. and then fulfilled it. And then I was like, thank you for filling, fulfilling this desire you created in me an hour and a half ago television show. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with like, it's amazing and like really well done reality television. I'm kind of uncomfortable with how effectively, not just on me, but with everybody I watch the show with, every, like, yeah, me too. Um, but it's still cool. Like, it's cool psychology. Like, hey, well done. You really got, you really got one over on me.
1: It would be interesting if they shot multi, like, and edited multiple versions of the seasons as they were considering the next bachelorette. So So we could watch, potentially go back and watch a cut of this season that was a JoJo-focused season from top to bottom.
0: According to um, Reality Steam, um, this was not the first time that something like this had happened. Um, And he says that they – and I – this is the first season where I've, like, really put as much of a critical eye to this show as – because now that we're doing this podcast and I want to sound at least a little bit erudite – they apparently did this with Nick V, Nick Vial, um, which I think is weird. There was anybody psyched about the idea of watching him be the, he was like, he was kind of loud as like a sexy, like a sexy guy. Well,
1: he was just controversial. Well, and also he did have sex with lots of women.
0: Well, just the one. No, two. Yeah. Caitlin. You got the two fantasy Caitlyn Caitlin
1: suite. and Andy. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess I can kind of see that, but apparently they did that with him. They did that with, well, and Caitlin
1: before the fantasy suite too. Um, yeah,
0: sure. They did that with him. They did it with. Oh my god, I forgot her fucking name again. See, Claire. Claire. I keep wanting to call her Carly because I love Carly with my whole heart. <laughs> no, I like Carly. I can live without. There
1: Carly. you go. It's
0: an important distinction. <laughs> um, uh, they'd done that with people in the past where either as I don't know if it's like, I don't I don't know if it's like spy work. I don't know if this is subterfuge. I don't know if they actually changed their mind because this is like a big problem like whenever anybody in, in, interviews like a producer on this show they're like so this reality steve guy fucking ruins it every time huh because like before well on the day that you air the first episode of the season he knows who wins it that's got to put a real thorn in your side huh that's really got to suck for you so like maybe are they laying this shit down as to like cover their tracks or did they actually pick kayla to be the bachelorette and then changed their minds at the last minute. I don't Was know. Kayla in on it? Like,
1: but Chris Harrison did say when during this episode, when they kept cutting to the live studio audience, he's like, "We're gonna announce The Bachelorette tonight. It might not be who you think." So he seemed to suggest, like, "Hey, we know what's out there, and you all are still gonna be surprised."
0: To to add to this, this idea of them transferring over to another woman like last minute, based on just sort of the gigantic focus group that is the bachelor consuming audience. Um, the producer who said the next bachelorette is going to be diverse. Um, and then Chris Harrison kind of walked that back, didn't he? Cause he was like, no, we're going to pick the person who's best for the job.
1: Well, and Jojo is half Iranian. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, they still, yeah,
1: but they didn't play that up the way they did with Kayla. With no, Kayla, Kayla they made a huge deal out of it, yeah. which was
0: Filipino. Yeah. Um, that's,
1: I don't know. I mean, we're not going to figure it out. You know, like, we're not going to I was to trying the to the put together at
0: least context clues to like have a theory about it, but I'm honestly, it could be either thing. It could be that they really transitioned at the last minute because people were starting to really like JoJo and to be, uh, I think JoJo's going to do a she's way be, better yeah. job than Kayla. I liked Kayla, but I liked Kayla, I think mostly because of this narrative I had in my head of just like, she's so fucking good at the game. That doesn't necessarily make an interesting bachelorette. Um, an interesting bachelorette to me is somebody, I think, who's your favorite bachelorette that you've seen?
1: Oh, probably Emily. Emily.
0: Because Emily is, like, legit. Like, when she said shit, when she sent that dude home because he referred to her daughter as baggage, Yeah, that was the most, that was some fucking choice realness. Yeah. I don't know, uh, I think they have old seasons of this show on... Uh, YouTube or something like that. You you have to like pay for them or something like that. But if you want to put in the expense to like dig into the show's back history, that's probably the best bachelorette, uh, season ever. Yeah. Because she did have this kid. It uh, had Jeff with one F who I adored. Uh, and it had some total skis bags that she was like.
1: Had Chris Bukowski was on that Chris season. Chris
0: Bukowski was on that season. And when she kicks off people like that, like, see ya! It is awesome because she's like, she's kind of fiery. She's got, she's West Virginian, isn't she? Yeah. Telling you, man. <laughs> Um. Well, let's finish. But anyway, I think JoJo's going to be more like that because she knows the show so well, but also she was like a lot of her reactions to the things that the Axeman laid on her were like legit as fuck. And I think that's going to be way more entertaining than somebody who's just going to paint... Uh, 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 On a canvas And she's gonna do A beautiful job b- of it But it's still going to be Very much paint by numbers Like this is what A bachelorette should do here And this is what yeah. This is how I should react to you And these are the final three That of course I should You know what I mean
1: Yeah as much as we love Our Kayla 001 goofs And it would be fun To probably do a robot
0: Bachelorette season And I don't I, And let's put that to bed too Because that was I think Probably a little mean spirited The whole time that we did that Because I also think She's probably a genuinely Very sweet Very kind yeah, person Yeah of course Um Uh who like I wouldn't have been upset if she was the Bachelorette, I think she'll definitely be on Bachelor in Paradise, right? Like she's got so. to be. Uh, but I just think JoJo's going to be the more entertaining person. But again, like I don't know because I was so psyched when Caitlin was the Bachelorette, um, and then that season was kind mm-hmm. of a kind of a dud for me.
1: Okay, wait, let's 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 get to the end of this. So Lauren B comes out, um, and the first thing Chris asks is like, "How was it seeing all this?" And Lauren says. The night after he proposed, we were in Jamaica in bed, and Ben told me everything. So told me about JoJo and how they were in love, because apparently he did not hip Lauren to that before the proposal. She had no idea until after, and he basically showed all his cards so that she wouldn't have to watch it on TV and be totally surprised. Which is why I
0: guess they were able to say Probably a rough night. Yeah. Yikes. uh...
1: Uh, and then this is when they start teasing, like, or maybe they're gonna get married tonight because Chris starts asking her about the wedding and Lauren says, I don't want a long engagement. Uh, and then Jimmy Kimmel shows up and he's got Barbies and did you see this? Part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's fine. Yeah. I love that they have, uh, I love that they have like another member of the ABC fan. I love when Jimmy Kimmel shows up and it's because It's essentially a coworker on the ABC family who is uh, it doesn't strike me as like gross cross promotion. It strikes me as like Jimmy Kimmel loves the fuck out of The Bachelor and is like psyched to interact with this product. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was goofy and like, it, the best was the date that he went on with yeah. them. It was like in the hot tub eating chicken wings while they made out. Yeah. Which is still like,
1: that was last season. Yeah, it was
0: fully scripted. It was a scripted dumb moment, which they obviously like, they even broke kayfabe during that whole scene because they were like laughing at how dumb it was. But as, as a viewer, I appreciated it because again, I like it when they break, they break the fourth wall yeah. and real reveal like, oh, this is, this is all, you know, this is all scripted, but, um, yeah, it's not the best thing. But I still, like, I he has an earnest, like, love of this franchise that I really appreciate.
1: But, yeah, so he, like, he's, like, show me on the dolls where you two touch each other in the fantasy suite. And he has, like, a naked doll and a clothed doll. And then the one thing he does ask is he says, are you guys going to watch JoJo on The Bachelorette? And they both say yes. And he's, like, that's crazy. <laughs>
0: <He> <laughs> yeah, was that funny. was really good.
1: Um, okay, so they bring out the pastor. Chris is like, we could do this right here, right now. And Ben says, this thing never stops, does it? (laughs) Which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know, we owe it to each other and our friends and families to do a big wedding.
0: This was the most interesting 15 seconds of the whole thing. Because Chris Harrison tries to keep selling this thing. Because he says the words... Um, oh, you wish your family was here because there, the family was there. That was like another surprise. Yeah. Before he can even follow up on that thought, Ben Higgins stands up and walks over to his pastor and like hugs him, probably whispers in his ear like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, and then does this next thing, but he completely cuts Chris Harrison off, completely stops this idea of let's get married here right now and like completely puts an end to the rest of his pitch. And does this next thing, which I thought was really interesting of the axe Man like, again, sc- squirming yeah. his way out of another situation.
1: So Ben gets the family all around the stage, and he's, he's like, you know, last time I didn't, you know, these people didn't get to be here. And then he asked Lauren if he can have his ring back, and then he gets on his knee and proposes again. What
0: if he had been like, let me get your ring back, and he's like, he's bye, tough, yeah. or are you giving it to JoJo? Oh, damn. <laughs> Um, yeah, Yeah. you can't just want, I guess my only problem with that is you uh, fucking can't do that. You just (laughs) can't, like, you're not. Why do you
1: think he did that?
0: Probably because he was looking for a way out of this, like, awkward.
1: I think it's because the proposal episode is so shrouded with him being in love with another woman that he wanted to, like, do it again. Now that he's very clearly in love with one woman so that it was, like, not as tarnished.
0: Possible. I also think it could just as well be. He wanted to put a stop to this let's get married today thing. And yeah. so he did another thing, another way to end the episode. But then that resulted in all of the families coming yeah, up. It's like a cast party. It was like a fucking cast call. Oh, yeah. Like the last episode of Home Improvement, everybody, <laughs> Zachary, <laughs> Ty Bryant, like everybody came up on stage and just kind of fucking stood there for a while. Yeah, both
1: families all came up on stage.
0: So I think it was, I think it was like an exit strategy that he didn't have an exit strategy for yeah. Um, and then
1: Ben's dad was like, we've gotten to know the Bushnells and they're fantastic and we're all so lucky and, and happy. We
0: get all the Chuck E. Cheese tokens we want. It's sick as hell. <laughs> and all the copies of Sex in the City.
1: Uh, and then Ben asks if he has more time. And he's like, I, and he says, you know, I've only got about 10 more minutes while I'm still relevant. <laughs> and Which then, I loved. And then he just thanks Bachelor Nation and he thanks everybody for, Class like, act. for being with him and being so supportive. And Chris says, you're a good egg. You're on your own from here on out. And that's the end of the season.
0: Put him up on Mount Rushmore. Get, I'm I'm not saying bachelor. Let's
1: let's call it Mount Benmore.
0: Well, no, that seems.
1: It'll just be the two Ben's.
0: No, we're not putting Ben (laughs) fucking Fuljanic up there. Fuck that. No way. Um, Put him up on the mountain. And I'm not talking about some sort of figurative leaderboard. I'm saying go up onto the real Mount Rushboard, Rushmore, fucking <laughs> blow it up, start over, get rid of, I don't even know who's up there anymore. Ben Franklin, fucking, I mean, Alexander Hamilton has definitely got to be up there now, right?
1: George Washington.
0: George Washington, and then George Washington Carver. Those are the four that are up there right well, now, no. and we're going to blast them <laughs> off there and start over, and we're going to put up, ben I think- Ben
1: holding a football, ready ben to holding throw a, it. Ben
0: holding a football, Sean Low. He didn't really have a fun thing that he did, did he? He,
1: he Holding his virginity.
0: (laughs) Sean Lowe having, and I don't know how we're going to realize this, maybe we'll have to like stain it or spray paint it, but just having a horrible sunburn. (laughs) Uh, um, And then I think we put up... uh, Can we
1: put some ladies up there, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm
0: trying to think of the two. Emily. Emily. uh, What would she be doing? Maybe Caitlin
1: for the trailblazing with the uh, lovemaking outside of the fantasy suite
0: yeah but that that didn't work for her as much as it did um no, that wasn't her fault no i know i was. that was the lowest point of the show possibly ever for me i don't so i don't want to immortalize it and in granite um emily would be i don't know emily would be
1: holding her little ricky
0: emily holding a baby yeah, yeah. um and then that woman whose name i already forgot um if
1: you say claire again
0: <laughs> and then claire just like shouting Juan pablo down and then we could have a smaller mount rushmore like with like a little sort You're of not like supp- andy? supplicant andy
1: didn't do anything for you
0: um i don't remember a lot about andy i remember that she had the final two and then while she had the final two one of them did something that really soured them in her eyes do you remember that i don't remember there was the final three, and they had no. It was the final three because they did fantasy suites, and the first two dudes like it was just normal fantasy suite stuff, and then the third fantasy suite. I don't remember who the dude was, but then it showed her the morning after, just like we had a fucking terrible night. Like Are it you was sure you're ju- not
1: thinking of Juan Pablo because that did happen that was with Juan, Juan Pablo. Pablo. Yeah. No. no, you're.
0: That's it. Andy was on Juan Pablo season. And yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't remember anything about Andy's yeah. season. Okay. She ended up with Chris, the baseball player. Josh. Josh, the baseball. Yeah. See, I don't know.
1: Um so that's the season.
0: That's the season. Uh closing thoughts. Uh next it starts again on May 23rd, Third, I think. Um so we got I mean fuck, we got uh, 8 9 weeks, something like that. It'll be a stretch. Um uh we got obviously we got ideas for doing this VH1 stuff. If you have other ideas like what you want to see us do in the off-season, what you sure want us you to talk about. Make sure you can find it
1: on the internet somewhere, because we've gotten a lot of great suggestions yeah. that are not accessible.
0: A lot of folks want us to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, and it's like, for me, just having—we haven't watched this week's episode, but I, I think it would just be like sort of a kimchi fan cast. Um, but <laughs> well, we want fun. to
1: stay in our wheelhouse, like our— Our dating
0: show wheelhouse. Dating shows that everybody can watch on Hulu. If you can find something, like, sick, like, let's watch it. If you—maybe the—like, do you think there's like— like a Korean dating drama reality show out there? I, I mean, it would have with,
1: to be subtitled.
0: I, I, would be, I think that'd be fun as hell.
1: Yeah, just as long as it's... I or- saw
0: one clip of a, a New Zealand Bachelor where a woman farted. I was like, hell yeah, we gotta get, <laughs> we gotta get on this. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, just make sure that it's it's accessible.
0: To yeah, we want to do everyone. like a book club thing. Should we commit to something right now so people can watch it for next week? We, I think we've got to start with Flavor of Love, right? All right. Flavor of Love, season one. We'll start with the first episode and just see how deep we get into it. Maybe we'll do that tonight while we eat a Blue Apron. Okay. You do not sound excited about this. I am not
1: excited about Flavor of Love. What's
0: wrong with it, do you think? You don't even know about pumpkin? You don't even know about New York?
1: Flavor Flav. I don't like him. What don't you like about
0: Flavor Flav? Uh,
1: I don't know. I haven't spent enough time with him to know for sure, but I have not gotten a good impression.
0: You typically don't like people who yell unpredictable yes
1: that's a good point if
0: somebody is loud like I get loud sometimes but I, usually I speak with a there's a sort of tempo to when I'm gonna get loud and I'll build up to it I
1: can prepare well, myself you can prepare
0: yourself to hear my loudness <laughs> but Flavor flavor, I could just be talking like this and just like woo just like yeah see so you lean back you even knew it was coming he doesn't even give you that build up that I gave you um, yeah you're not gonna love it then probably not <laughs> okay um,
1: I don't think we'll watch a whole season I think we'll keep hopping around
0: gotta hop around gotta stay we're like sharks baby Um, we're going to have a long ass break after bachelor in paradise. So maybe we pick one of these shows that we can spend a little bit more time with in that long extended break. But for now, let's just like try some shit out it's going to be very free form, probably a little bit shorter than usual. Um, we
1: always think that though, we we
0: always think that we are at about 90 (laughs) minutes for this episode. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of this season though, this season, the bachelor final thoughts, what do you think?
1: I was originally not very impressed with any of the women or Ben, To be honest, I thought they were all pretty bland. Uh, And the women I did like did go home pretty early. So I was not expecting a lot. But I will say that this finale left me satisfied. I feel like this was everything I wanted from a season.
0: For me, it wasn't just the finale. I would say the last. I'd say the first four episodes were kind of a dud. Just because it was Lauren B with a bullet the whole time. And everybody else – I got so frustrated with the women, and, like, we talked about this infinitely, just, like, not playing the game. Like, not, not like, trying to get time with them. Not, yeah. like – I don't want it to sound like I want, like, this brutal blood sport version of The Bachelor. I just, like, you got to have – I've talked about this, too. You got to have at least 1% of that fantasy of these people are trying to uh, compete for love right and when they didn't even like put in a a little bit of effort into that you 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 just don't get that so i thought it was boring just in that well lauren b is gonna win because nobody else even gives a shit um and then you had like the usual villain stuff which was kind of clumsy this season but this last half of it it was it was good man all the way up to this photo finish which is like one of the best finales i've seen maybe ever yeah of like of any show it beats the night court finale it beats what
1: about boy meets world
0: Oh, nothing. That would be amazing if, like, Chris Harrison, like, walked out of the studio and after the final rose and, like, put his hand longingly on the light switch and was just like, class dismissed. Click. Credits. (laughs) Is that
1: your Mr. Feeney?
0: Class dismissed. No, he had kind of a higher, like, nasally.
1: Um. Thank you guys for listening and for watching the show and for commenting on Facebook and for reviewing us in iTunes. We started this show because we like to talk about The Bachelor together, Mm -hmm. and Griffin has quite the internet following, so, Mm -hmm. you know, he was looking for me to have something to do with my time.
0: That's probably (laughs) not the most accurate way of putting the inspiration into starting the show, but...
1: You may be familiar with the other McElroy shows in which Teresa and Sydney are experts in etiquette and medicine, respectively. My expertise.
0: You have a lot of expertise.
1: Bachelor and Bachelor. You have so
0: many expertises, but this is, <laughs> uh, inarguably the most fun one to talk about. Um, big thanks to, uh, Molly at the Mary Sue, who's yeah. also in the Facebook group for writing up a very nice write up about our show. Um, It'll be interesting if somebody like reads that next week. And is like I'm gonna check this out, and we're like, "What's up with fucking Flavor Flav?" <laughs> no. and then like, is Flavor Flav on the Bachelor? What the fuck?
1: No, I think they warned the readers that we would. There's be- the finale tonight. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, thank you all for uh, being patient with us because as this episode's up late. Yeah, thank you all for listening. This this is a fun, fun season, fun podcast. Um, I don't know. I'm not ready to end end it yet. I am. <laughs> okay, well, I'm Griffin McElroy.
1: I'm Rachel McElroy.
0: Do you know what you say it.
1: Well, then we should start over.
0: No, we don't. We'll both say it. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When, when you're, you're ready. ready. rose. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right Reasons. Right